Welcome to the Nitty Gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or practical details of a subject or situation. We get asked all the time how to communicate and meet the needs of our children in all various ages and developmental stages. How do we navigate the challenges and life struggles, learning challenges, and most importantly, how do we talk to our children about living a life with Jesus? While we both have read a plethora of books, listened to all the podcasts, and have a beautiful community with an abundance of support and wisdom, when it comes to the nitty-gritty heartache of parenting, the only source that remains true to help us navigate is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that guides us, nourishes, sustains, and gives us everything we need. So no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, where you're at in your journey, we hope that this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus. Um, yeah. It's okay to know we're recording. <laughs> Take a deep breath. You're like, Morgan, okay, so yeah. So, um, no, it's like my whole life, every family event, someone in my family was walking around with a giant camcorder recording our every move. And then we couldn't just carry on with what we were doing. They'd be like, okay, stop and say hi. Tell me what you're doing right now. And I absolutely love looking back at all those family photos. But I think it's made me like super weird. Yeah, like now, I, like I have to. Yeah, like I have on. to put something else on. I can't oh just be comfortable gosh. with what I'm doing. Right. And it wasn't my family that did that to me. It was just like my own, yeah, like natural response to it of like, oh, oh I'm on camera now, and so yeah. I have to put on a performance. Yeah, it's like when you're sitting a certain way, like that gif lizard. That's like that the uh, the. The lizard that like you the see. Gia monster? No, like the what is the Goliath? What, who's Goliath? What's his what's his lizard? Oh, um, a bearded dragon. A bearded dragon. The bearded dragon gif where he's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> right? So you're sitting there with like a triple chin. Yes, yeah, and someone yeah. comes around with a camera and you're like, oh, like neck out, like I'm so skinny and pretty. Okay, everybody does it. So yeah. it's not but it is, it's weird when you hit record because you're like someone's going to hear this. Am I going to be heard? Am I going to be misunderstood? Am I going to make sense? Am I going to sound eloquent? I mean, like all Mm -hmm. those things immediately go through your brain the second someone's recording. Right. So I think that's okay. Right. I wonder if they're going to be able to hear the trickling of the rain. Well, I wonder if it's going to be as we're sitting here. I don't know. I mean, who cares? I mean, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It's It's like white noise. Kind of like, yeah, it's not beautiful because you can't hear us. Oh, but I think the sound quality last night was, was so good. clear. It's yeah. going to be fine. I think it's going to be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so here we are, day two of our camping trip. Yep. One of a thousand amazing conversations <laughs> about what God's doing in our heart through his word and in our family. And um, I think the through line for everything that we keep talking about is how we are God's children. Mm-hmm. And the importance of understanding what that really means. Yeah, our identity. Our identity. Yeah. And that word identity gets thrown around so much. And it's important to understand what that actually means because our, I mean, even the culture that we live in, everything is about accepting people for 
who they are. Yeah, and how they identify. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so clouded because then our identity is wrapped in how we identify instead of who we really are. Because if I were to say that my identity is what I am doing or what I do with my life, then that means my identity is as a wife. My identity is as a homeschool teacher. My identity is a mom. My identity is mm-hmm. in the friendships that I have. Mm-hmm. And all those things, you're going to fail at some point. Absolutely. Or someone's going to fail you. Right. So in turn, you are going to feel like a failure. Right. If, if it's, my identity is wrapped that. up in that. Right. Yeah. And so it's breaking it down and realizing that's actually not my identity. Those are things that I do with my life mm-hmm. those are mm-hmm. I mean and that even gets convoluted with what our calling is or what right. our purpose I was gonna is say, I was going to just wrap it back <laughs> wait a second so what's the difference between calling purpose and identity we right. are like like right now processing like verbally processing with you guys we don't yeah. have the answer right now we know right. God's word is the answer mm-hmm. and that we want to go into scripture and kind of just mm-hmm. have a real conversation about our thoughts and then what Jesus says yes yes Because if, I mean, so often we ask, what is my purpose in this life? Right. What is, Mm -hmm. what is my calling? What am I called to do? Yeah. Um, I think the calling vocabulary happens more in the Christian world than in the secular world. Mm -hmm. But purpose is everywhere. People everywhere, no matter what platform of social media you're on, whatever conversations you're in with people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether followers of Jesus or not, it's like what is my purpose do and then taking it even a step like deeper or farther than that it's do I have purpose and I think if our like so much of the importance of having this conversation is if our identity is wrapped up in the things that we do and like you were saying eventually we're going to fail if we think that our purpose and what we're doing in life is wrapped up in what we are doing Mm -hmm. when we fail we then can conclude my life has no purpose why am I here right and And that's why we see suicide rates going up that's why we see this generation of teens who they start wrapping up their whole identity and what people think about them and how many followers that they have and then one person in one moment says something to hurt them and they're crushed, they no longer see their value. Mm-hmm. Because everything was put into that one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like last night you were saying, we were talking about it's not in the doing, it's in the being. Mm-hmm. Like, who caught God has called us to be, and mm-hmm. what does that look like? Because this world is so much in the doing. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then, I forget what you said last night, but you're like, when when someone asks you like what do you do or who are you or mm-hmm. if you were described shell you know like whether it's an icebreaker at like a meeting or you're <laughs> meeting someone for the first time people ask these questions often mm-hmm. and like you said it's like oh well I'm a businesswoman I'm an actress mm-hmm. I'm all these things and it's like if you were to describe a person that you really love and care about that wouldn't be the first thing you would probably say you'd right. be like they are loving they are kind they are compassionate or generous yeah Mm -hmm. like all those things so it's like how are we what yeah like how are we explaining ourselves and like am i being 
compassionate? Am I being kind? Am Mm -hmm. I being loving? Not, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Are my kids' grades this great? You know, Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I'm kind of trickling off there, but. Well, I think for me, this topic of identity happened in the discovery of who I really am started to, like, what God was working on my heart started in the season of postpartum depression after having Lily. And I had wrapped up so much of my identity in who I was as a mom, what other people thought of me as a mom, um, how successful I could carry out those duties every day. Um, Who's a duty? (laughs) (laughs) Duty, duty, duty. Um, And, I mean, I found myself, I'd catch myself at the park, like, parenting extra loud yep. to like sound yes, like we've totally talked about yeah this. like I'm I'm doing my job I'm over doing here. my job as a good mom I love my kid and and yeah I was doing a good job as a mom and I was Ooh. loving my kid and giving them good instruction but rather than just being present with my kid it was like I needed to parent loud enough for like other people to know that I was doing that right and to understand and to where understand. you were coming from mm-hmm. I know I still do that at moments and God is like shell what are you doing yeah this is between you and your kid mm-hmm. you're gonna be misunderstood in this walk with me mm-hmm. and I think I've been so afraid of being misunderstood mm-hmm. my whole life and God is helping me to realize like I understand you and the there's going to be people that you connect with that are totally going to understand you. Mm-hmm. And even people that you meet that love you, they mm-hmm. might not understand you. Right. And, and that's okay. And you have to know that this, this walk is like, it's between you and I. And yeah. of course it's not just like, it's just between me and God. doesn't matter what I do. No, that's not, that's not okay. Of course. But, um, yes, I still find myself in moments. I'm like, why am I talking this loud? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's gross. <laughs> Like, I feel so gross realizing... I need to parent with a, like, megaphone. megaphone. (laughs) I know. But I think a lot of it, too, for me, did come from, like... I mean, there were times, even when I was pregnant, that people would just come up and want to offer advice to me totally unsolicited. Mm -hmm. And so then when I had kids, I mean, I remember Daniel was maybe five months old six months old he was barely able to sit up in like a little seat in the grocery cart and I'm Mm -hmm. getting ready to walk in to the grocery store and it was a sunny day and some woman walking out of the store was like you really should put sunglasses on your baby (laughs) and it was like it's so funny to think about but literally that happened to me from the moment I was showing in my pregnancy to it's still happening now where people, complete strangers will come up to me and say random things like, oh, your baby needs socks on his feet, mm-hmm. right? To now it's, you really should tell your kids how to talk to each other and parent mm-hmm. them. And in my parenting journey, God has shown me, because I, because he's shown me it shouldn't be about publicly publicly parenting for other people's approval sometimes the parenting takes place when we get in the car after we've left somewhere or when we get home because it's not about what other people think right and so he's revealed that to me but then I end up in these situations where people are trying to call me out publicly like why aren't you addressing how your kids are talking and then God is working on this other layer of like how do you respond to those people in grace and what do you say in these moments where you feel like someone's just calling you out right it feels like an attack Mm -hmm. on your identity 
Exactly. But when we know like where, where our identity lies, you hear those things, you might not like those things, mm-hmm. but you can walk away from that very quickly, you know, within five, 10 minutes of just like mm-hmm. process what that person said, mm-hmm. that woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever names go through your brain. <laughs> right? I know names go through my brain. Right. And then God has shown me pray for that person. Yep. Because it's not about you, Shell. Yeah. And then, then it's even a bigger perspective going beyond, like, what I know my identity to be. That, like, this world is so big. There's so much happening in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be so small-minded. Don't be so mm-hmm. selfish to think that this is about you. You're just a little piece of the puzzle. And the enemy is going to go after my children. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy is just going after you. Right. Of course, like, because you're going after me. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want you to succeed and he doesn't want any of that. So I feel like the when you can't beat the source, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. and the enemy already knows, like, he defeated me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go after his kids. Mm-hmm. And that's like a real life thing that we can relate to as moms mm-hmm. where, like, we even said it, like, oh, people can come after me, like, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kids, people got for my kids, like, mama bear is going to come out, right? right? And mm-hmm. so I feel like the enemy is like, all right, they're human, they're flesh, they're, they're fallible. Like, so we're going to, we're going to attack here. And if I can trick them into thinking X, Y, Z about who they are, then he's one. Mm-hmm. Like, in that moment, you know, and if some people are, are going to stay there and be in that constant mindset, mm-hmm. then he's not won the war because we know who has, but right. like those little battles are like you lose when you lose right. yourself in that. Right. Did that make sense? A hundred percent. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> I was talking and I'm like, did I just black out? What did I just no, say? No. And I'm processing. <laughs> no, you weren't at all. It was super okay. clear. And yeah, I'm just processing what you're saying. Cause it's so powerful of like truly understanding who you are mm-hmm. and where the, I mean, Ephesians six says our battle is not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. It's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And we need to be aware of that Mm -hmm. because when there is something that frustrates us or brings anger into a situation or we want to feel defensive of something, it's like recognizing, Oh, hang on a second. Mm -hmm. There's something like I can feel this way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It is valid that I feel attacked. Right. But like the enemy can use other people to attack me. Totally. So I don't need to attack that person back. Right. I can take this to the Lord and know that right. he is more powerful than anything that's coming against me. Yeah. And I think I realized like my mom adding on to that, my mom was like, would literally spiritualize everything. And I saw that as like kind mm. of a negative thing in a way. I'm like, I don't want to be this over spiritual person. Mm. When I look back at how my mom said and handled things, I'm like, she wasn't over spiritualizing. She really saw what was happening mm-hmm. and was able to move through things. Mm-hmm. Um, because she had that spiritual awareness Mm -hmm. and so I can see now that like maybe the enemy didn't even use that person to attack me that person just had a bad day Mm -hmm. and just went off on someone but the enemy Mm -hmm. quickly is like smells blood in the water Mm -hmm. and then uses that so I think I've come to a point where I'm like the enemy has such little power Mm -hmm. to facilitate things Hmm. But he just, like we talked about being a vulture, Mm -hmm. like 
It's after the 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 vultures come after the animal has been killed. Uh-huh. The vulture didn't kill the animal. Mm-hmm. They're just there to pick out the meat and all that. And I see the enemy that way that like God allows things to happen and God can cause things to happen. Whereas I don't think the enemy actually has that power. I don't, mm. I, I think that he jumps, like I said, he just jumps on those situations. And then that's where it's like, we're at a crossroads of like, how do we respond? Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. You know, I love what you were saying about how you perceived certain things that your mom said. And then now in your adult life and in your spiritual maturity, how God's shown you what that spiritual warfare looks like differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, it's like before we were parents, (laughs) I had all the opinions on how (laughs) I was going to be a mom because I felt like I knew it. Mm -hmm. And I had all these opinions on how I was going to parent, what decisions I was going to make, but I didn't truly understand what it was like to make those decisions until I was walking it out. And I think sometimes spiritual warfare and even talking about the enemy as Christians, we can, we can call ourselves Christians, but until we start to walk through what that looks like to explore spiritual warfare, it can be this thing where we can have all these opinions on what spiritual warfare is. Right. Until how you should react and what you should do mm -hmm, until we actually go to God and say like, Hey, can you show me what this looks like in my life? It's a foreign concept until we start to ask for God's hand in it. Mm-hmm. It can be a topic that we keep at an arm's distance because it's too spiritual mm-hmm. or only that denomination talks about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, right? And then right, it right becomes, but it's like it, he talks about it all, in, all the in the Bible. And how can we avoid it? Right. If, if God has left it in his word for us yeah. then it's something that we have to talk about yeah and then I believe that one of the number one topics that the enemy comes against us with is our identity mm-hmm. and to circle back to something you were saying about how like we would introduce our friends like yeah. I love this person because they are so encouraging so generous something that I realized in my walk of learning who my, like who I am as a child of God is realizing that so innocently we grow up hearing, what are you going to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And it's wrapped up in what we're going to do for a profession. Yeah. Listen up guys. This is about to get good. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. No, Danielle shared some of this with me last night, and this is so good. Okay. So I just remember so much. It was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I love that I had people in my life that wanted to take interest in, from their place of curiosity, it was it was a way of them asking, what are you interested in? Yes. And so therefore, what, what job do you want? Mm-hmm. That's the heart behind it. Right. But the words that we use, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. It's wrapping up our identity in whatever this profession is. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, if I think I'm going to be a doctor, teacher, lawyer, accountant, artist, actress, right. whatever. Right. And then now I'm an adult and what I yeah. said I was going to be doesn't pan out either because circumstances have 
made it not happen or whatever. Right. Suddenly, who am I now? Right. I am no longer what I said I was going to be. Right. And that what I was going to be was actually wrapped in what I was going to do. Do. And no one ever asked, like, if I had said, I want to be... Like what someone are, that loves what, what, what kind of character do What's you want to have right. when you get older or what kind right. of character do you want to be like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like right it, like, it wasn't the question right. if I had answered well I, I want to love people mm-hmm. you like, can do that in any profession yeah you so what do you do really want to be right 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 but if we and so if we take it back to God's word it's like he's who he says we are mm-hmm. is we need to love God and to love others mm-hmm it's so simple. It. You can do that as a, a janitor right. or a custodian, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. You can, you literally can do it way, way high up, mm-hmm. make all the money, or you mm-hmm. can do it way, way low yep. and to love God and to love others. Yeah. That's the purpose. Right. That's the purpose of why we're here. Right. All throughout, I mean, Ephesians, Romans, Galatians, like there's some kind of scripture that talks about how we are to be set apart. Mm-hmm. As followers of Jesus, we are set apart. We are not to look like the world. And so our purpose being set apart is to love God and love others. Our purpose is not to be in that profession. Mm -hmm. Now, God allows us. He gives us different desires. desires. He gives us different strengths Mm -hmm. aside from spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. He gives us these different talents to be used in the world. We're not all meant to do full-time ministry at a church well that's where calling comes in yes that's where calling comes in and some people have multiple callings Mm -hmm. some people have one calling Mm -hmm. um some people have a calling for a season and the next season Mm -hmm. the next calling but i I love that there's like identity purpose and calling and we can kind of like they all just mesh like into one and like you said it's like the words that we are using and Mm -hmm. i feel like my mom and my older sister were always like words are powerful the mm-hmm. power is in the t- powers in the tongue mm-hmm. and that's where we come with the scripture mm-hmm. that we wanted to talk about today which is proverbs eighteen twenty one, and i'm gonna read it um i'll read seems... niv and then you okay cool. tpt so niv says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit Okay, and mine says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life, and the talkative person will reap the consequences. <laughs> Yikes. And then the, the verse right before that, verse 20, says, sharing words of wisdom is satisfying to your inner being. Mm-hmm. It encourages you to know that you've changed someone else's life. Mm-hmm. But that is coming from wisdom. That mm-hmm. is coming from the knowledge of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, talking about, like, words and what we're speaking mm-hmm. life or are we speaking death over not only ourselves but our children and what they are going to carry forward and I would love for when you know people I want to start talking about this with my kids so that when people ask them like what they want to be mm-hmm. it's like I want to be kind mm-hmm. I want to be a follower of Jesus I want to be a follower <laughs> of Jesus I want like, to love others yeah. and I want to love God yeah like how amazing would that response be then it then if there's no pressure, mm-hmm. then our kids can mm-hmm. know that, like, 
I mean, they can do anything yeah. that they want to do yeah. because Jesus is going to be with them right. and they're going to love God and love others right. along the journey. And how confused do we get when we need to make a decision for our life, when we have to change our mind? Maybe we've been doing something for five or six years yep. in a season and suddenly it feels like we're not supposed to be doing that anymore. Right. And we're like, am I doing the right thing? Is this right. really what I'm called to do? Am I like, what am I supposed to do? And mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it can get super confusing because for that long period of time, you were doing something. Is it okay to change directions? Yeah. Right? But if your direction is actually following the path that Jesus is leading you on, you're not changing directions. You're just you're following him. And you're changing the people that you're going to be right. loving. Right. It, it reminds me, so we've been, we're starting a study in Romans in our Bible study that Shell and I are a part of, and we've been starting the study of Romans, and it talks about calling and using our gifts, and I was diving into it a little bit in the last couple of days, and the very first verse of Romans 1, it says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Mm -hmm. So I started to look into what it is to be called to do something and the two what I what I found and I'm still doing a little bit of research on this but the two times that I found the word calling or being called to something in the Bible is used is one when we are called as God's child mm -hmm. so when the Holy Spirit grips our heart and calls us into that family and we realize we are a part of God's mm -hmm. family and we mm -hmm. choose to walk with Jesus. Yeah. We choose to acknowledge that we do need a savior. Yeah. God is calling us into his family. Yeah. That's the first time. The second time is when someone is specifically called to spread the gospel in a ministry capacity. Mm. And it's important to think of it that way because, or to recognize because when we say, what is my calling? Not everybody is called to professional pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. And not every profession we are called to. Mm -hmm. We can use our gifts in every profession, but if we are, if God is leading us into that profession, it is not that we are called to the profession. We are called to be ambassadors of Jesus. Jesus in that profession. The profession is not our calling. We are called to be God's children in that profession. Mm -hmm. And that's that fine little distinction of is our identity wrapped in what we're doing or is it wrapped up in us being mm -hmm. God's child? And I love that if you go forward in Romans 1 verses 11 and 12, he says, he, so he's talking, he's writing this letter to the church of Rome and he hasn't gone to visit them yet since he's been spreading the gospel um, and he's he's telling them how much he longs to go and meet them and see them in person and he says I long to see you that I might impart to you some spiritual gifts to make you strong that is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith that is where spiritual gifts come into play and that's what's different than like the talents God gives us mm -hmm. and the importance of being in community with other followers of Jesus because our spiritual gifts are the whole reason God gives us these spiritual gifts is to build each other up and encourage yes. each other yes and sometimes the world is not going to see our spiritual gifts because right. they are intended to build up the body of Christ right oh that's good so I, I'm excited to dive into that a little bit more because I'm like oh like 
how cool to be able to be excited for other followers of Jesus who have different gifts than we have. Yeah. And that through God's spirit, we can have all the different gifts if God wants us to use them Mm -hmm. to speak to someone. But there are certain gifts that one person's going to have that another person's not. Mm -hmm. And yet again, our identity is not in like the gift. (laughs) Right. Right. It is a fruit of what God's doing in our life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff, when we struggle with it, it just points to pride. Mm hmm. And we know where pride comes from. Right. Right. And it's like the, the kingdom of self, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going towards the kingdom of self or the kingdom of God? And sometimes mm-hmm. we make step towards steps towards things that our self will say, this will look good. This will feel good. This would look good on our resume. Mm-hmm. I've been asking Jesus for this. And now here, this opportunity is being presented because... Again, this will make me feel of worth. Mm -hmm. This will make me feel like I'm doing something all while serving Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times we can really, really convince ourselves Mm -hmm. that we are doing the Lord's work Mm -hmm. and we are doing, we are in our purpose and Mm -hmm. in the calling. And then like we were talking yesterday, all of a sudden we find ourselves in the middle of the storm Mm -hmm. because this gentle wind came and it was just like aligned, the stars aligned and I've been praying, but Mm -hmm. in it's things that we really have to like we're letting the signs direct us instead of letting Jesus direct us thank you that's what you were saying yesterday and yeah I it's it was like oh my goodness we need to know Jesus's voice so much so we are we are following him and not just being what's that scripture that talks about how easily we can be blown and tossed by the oh James it's in James Uh Uh, an unstable man uh, uh, is that let me try to find it. He's unstable in all he does, being tossed by the wind. Mm-hmm. James. It's James. James, James 1. Um, it is. And I'm, uh, Let me try to see if I can pull it up with my phone, too. James 1. Okay. It's the endurance. Like, nothing lacking. Okay. Renovation. Oh, here we go. Here we go. James 6. 1, 6. Oh. Just make sure you ask just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive for the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts mm-hmm. the next being undecided mm-hmm. makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. Mm-hmm. You are up one minute and tossed <laughs> down the next when you are half hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Mm-hmm. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you are in that condition? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I'll stop there. There's, I mean, it'll just, keep going and it talks about boasting and whatnot but um what were we talking about right before that about being unstable what what spawned well, that we were talking about how important it is to follow jesus's direction right. for us and not just the signs that come our way right because it's it's not about following a sign right i mean right gosh oh the universe is telling me right sorry to sound so sarcastic but i just truly believe that's a yeah. load of junk right <laughs> like God created the world. I feel like God gives us confirmations. Absolutely. Affirmate, like he affirms our choices. And sometimes we hear nothing and it's like, I can tell God is like, Shell, make the choice uh-huh. and then I will redirect you. And that's yes. the scariest thing. Like we want, just like little kids want direction. They want mm-hmm. a father. Like we want our father to tell us. That's why mm-hmm. we're looking for these signs because we're mm-hmm. like, God, are, am I, am I good? Mm-hmm. Am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Like affirm me tell me that I'm making the right choice Mm -hmm. so then when we see a sign it's like Mm -hmm. oh 
this must be God. Right. This is him telling me this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm not saying that people don't get signs and visions. I feel like there oh, can be things, but what course. you were talking about where it's like the signs, follow uh -huh. the signs. Yeah, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. But, um, yeah, like we need to, what, so what does that look like? What so does that practically look like? I just have this picture in my head of like, and it's after reading this verse about how we can be tossed by the wind and the sea. It's like you're swimming out in the sea. You feel like you're drowning. Your head's above the water. And you're like, where's the sign of where I should be going? Where's the life preserver? Right. Like, save me, God. Tell me which direction to go. But when we're actually tethered to God and he's our anchor, he's like, I'm not going to send a boat up there right. to, like, rescue you from this storm. You're anchored to me, so put on your scuba gear. Let's go deeper together. Yeah. Let's deep dive together and enjoy Ooh. the beauty that's around you. Right. The calm that's underneath. The calm that's underneath. You're yeah. so distracted by what's happening in the world and where you're supposed to go. Go like, deeper with yourself. me. Woo! Root yourself in me. Look yes. at all these beautiful neon pink fish that are below the surface. <laughs> Look at this coral that is alive and thriving. Go taste and see that the Lord is Who good. Who else is down there scuba diving Who's, with you? <laughs> yeah. Let us like look at each other and smile and worship and praise together yeah. because we're not drowning. No. It's so true. We're not drowning. Like there's so much to see of God's goodness. When our yeah, eyes are storm. on him, yeah. instead of like we're, we got to look at the right thing. Yes, and taking it back to our identity, we need to realize what it actually means to be God's child, and how much He loves us. And I think that's been destroyed by how earthly family can look, mm -hmm. and the pains and the hurts that people yeah. have caused us. Totally. But the way that our earthly family has treated us is not the definition of who God is. The way that people treat us mm -hmm. is not the definition of who God is. So many people are hurt by the church because of what people have done to them and said right, to them. They're Christians. They're Christians. They shouldn't act this way. Well, no, but there's Christians who believe in their mind that Jesus died for them and is supposed to save them, but they aren't actually walking in the relationship with Jesus. And so their life's not being changed. Right. And so if we're not allowing Jesus to actually change us, then we're not really following Jesus. We can believe right. in our mind, but not actually be walking with him. Right. And so the word Christian is to be Christ-like and to be a Christ follower. And sometimes the American Christian world does not accurately um, represent what Jesus defined as following him. Yeah. And so what does it look like to accept that we are God's children... We belong to him. Ooh, that reminds me of Ephesians. Ephesians, Ephesians 4. Um, mm -hmm. I have it highlighted. I know I do. Um, no, is it Ephesians 4 or Ephesians 2? I think it's Ephesians 2. Uh, tender humility and quiet patience. Always demonstrate gentleness and generous. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, Bear with us, guys. <laughs> we can edit out the time no, that it's taking us to find fine. the scripture. I'm sure they, um, some people might be looking it up. Who knows? Right? Oh, my goodness. Where is it? Ah, here it is. Uh, Ephesians 1. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons or as his daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely gives us in the one he loves the one is capitalized he's talking about in jesus like because of jesus 
we have been chosen and brought into his family mm-hmm. for his pleasure and his will. Like he created us mm-hmm. and he created the world around us to show us who he is. Like when we can just be present with mm-hmm. who God is, we can have comfort when nothing else seems to be going right and not think that not be confused about our calling or our purpose or what mm-hmm. we're supposed to be doing because mm-hmm. we're like, Oh, I belong to God. Period. Yeah. I belong to God. He yeah. loves me. If I trust that he truly loves me, even though things don't make sense right now, when there's movement that needs to happen, he's going to show me what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So long as I'm not just being passive and like, well, right. like it is an active relationship with the Lord. Right. But just like when you're getting to know a friend, mm-hmm. the more you spend time with them, the closer you're going to understand them and be able to hear their encouragement in your life. And so, yeah, it's like practically speaking, it's so simple. It's like you're God's child. Right. But then like, what does that look like in, I mean, I'm asking myself this question yeah. too. When we talk to people, like, how do you execute that? Like, what are those steps that you take? And I'm sure... But that, to me, sorry to interrupt you, to me that takes it to being like in our control as if there's something we need to do, whereas... No, but I mean like... But... Okay, okay, go ahead. But God tells us in his word that it's by faith, Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit gives us that faith to believe it. And Mm -hmm. so if there's someone that's doubting and not, not able to accept it, I don't think it's a matter of them needing to do anything but to just stop and like be in God's presence like I guess the action step would be asking God like right God this is confusing to me right exactly thank you that's what I mean not and I'm not I'm I'm talking about people that are like unbelievers Uh, uh uh-huh right I mean Mm -hmm. believers you can kind of start having a conversation and it's like okay we kind of have some like wherewithal a Uh jump off point yeah but for some people that's like yeah like what does that look like not that not the end answer, but mm-hmm. just the beginning stimulation of like, right. it's almost like when I have a question for my, um, homeschool teacher, right? So I teach my kids, but then I have a teacher that helps me mm-hmm. of like, okay, where do I begin in this chapter? Yeah. Give me some guidance. So yes. what is some guidance when we talk to people or even for ourselves? Like, yeah, like what is, yeah, what is, I mean, just going to the word, but then the word can be so confusing mm-hmm. for people. It's like, where do I start? You look at the back of the book and you want to look up peace or love and you mm-hmm. kind of like start But then sometimes people don't even know how to look through the back of the book and that's right. like a whole learning process, right? Right. Um, and so it's like th- to tell someone who's never experienced what uh-huh. we experience, your identity is in Christ and a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love using, I don't know what the right word is. Not It's not parable. It's not a simile. It's like, it's like an example. Like an I mean, analogy? An analogy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of like, I just think of like celebrities. And it's like, if we treated Jesus like a celebrity, like how much people want to be around mm-hmm. celebrities because they feel included, valued, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm in their picture, I'm known. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what, guys? I'm friends with this person, and and that's like, that's how we need to treat our identity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I, we have direct access to him, mm-hmm. and it is that easy, but sometimes mm-hmm. even when it's that easy, you don't even know where to begin. Right. So my brain, I'm like literally asking myself and I'm like, I don't know if I, maybe through just talking with you and you having suggestions, something will spark in my head. But I mean, I, I know it comes from the word. I mean, it, it, to me, 
I know these might sound like, it's interesting. It could sound really simple or it could sound really daunting to somebody else. But I would say the first place would be to just stop and be like, okay, God, I want to know about you. This doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. but it is intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. So help me and send people my way that can help me because literally the light bulb just went off my head I'm like it's community it's community get yourself Mm -hmm. around people Mm -hmm. who have that foundation and that can lead you Mm -hmm. towards Jesus yeah ask the questions don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to ask the questions because no matter how afraid someone might be to ask the question there isn't a dumb question Mm -hmm. and we all are in a different process of our faith Mm -hmm. and we've got to be surrounded by people that we can talk to about this stuff yeah and so I would I mean to me it's like (laughs) I'm thinking of last night we're talking about what are the three things you need to start a fire you need oxygen you need fuel and you need need heat. heat I think the three things that you need in your walk with Jesus is faith, faith to talk to him, <laughs> his word, yeah. the Bible, yeah. and community. And community. Yeah. It's like you have, oh my goodness, it's like you have um, faith is the oxygen that helps you to breathe. Mm-hmm. God's word is the fuel the fuel and every time you read something it's mm. filling your mind and the community is, is the, the heat, heat through the power of the holy spirit who totally. ignites everything totally and then like the whole like iron sharpens iron yes. right you're in the fire you're yes. working it through with your community yeah i think that's a i think that's so right on and when i'm not in community and i think when people hear the word community too they're like uh like i was so put off i've been so hurt by people yeah i can't trust people right or you think it's got to be this big thing and like Mm -hmm. sometimes community can start off as like one or two people Mm -hmm. and and it grows from that yep you know what i mean people that you can trust but i think even in that when you're like god sent like you said send Mm -hmm. people my way Mm -hmm. help me to be attuned to your voice Mm -hmm. that i know the right people Mm -hmm. to share with and to to grow with Mm -hmm. And like for everyone, that voice sounds, sounds differently, mm-hmm. feels differently, mm-hmm. looks differently. Some people, God speaks in dreams and mm-hmm. visions. Some people, it's super audible. Other people, it's a feeling like for me, I know it's just a specific feeling in my body mm-hmm. that I'm like, this, this is, is Jesus God. speaking yep. to me. Cause like a thought will be implanted and then there'll usually be a confirmation of some sort. Mm-hmm. But I remember in the beginning, it, it kind of does feel like exercise you learn a new move and you're kind of like okay I'm seeing how this person's doing it and I'm doing it it feels really weird and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're you get like in the flow. you get in the flow yeah. and you're like cool I got this yeah. I got this it's exercise. like learning a new language and I hate to say that it's like learning a language because that can feel like a lot of work but the truth is it is a different it can be foreign it can feel foreign. awkward yeah. but the more you spend time doing it all of a sudden there's like a switch that goes off where you're like yes. oh I'm starting to not I'm starting to understand what I hear right and that's where community comes and that's back where community, in yep. because our community we it, it helps to confirm e- each other's faith and yep. encourage yep. and when you have other people that you're walking alongside that are praying with you and for you then it's like 
uh, yeah, I prayed about this. Like maybe I didn't get something or like, you're like, no, you're kind of walking in some weird territory here. Mm -hmm. Like, or even just to encourage like, great, that sounds like an awesome opportunity. Why don't you pray about it? And so Mm -hmm. having that accountability is Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, all right. So if there's anyone listening who is just like, encouraged by what we're saying or has questions or whatever like I just want to pray over that person and um, if you are listening to this and you're just like I don't have community and that feels so hard like I want you to be able to reach out so we can pray for you I know for me in one of the loneliest points of my parenting and the like the struggles through postpartum depression I felt so alone Mm. Um, same and I I actually had heard in a podcast this woman say you need community and I and she was like if you need to like email me any questions like do and I reached out to her and I just was like I don't have community and this sounds wonderful and it's what I want what can I do and then she was able to share with me what God put on her heart for me and I had already been praying about it and her words to me confirmed what God had told me those couple days before. Mm. And then that was like the launching off point of me starting Bible study in my house because God said, invite people in. If you want community, you got to invite people in. That was yes. his word for me. And I'm not saying yeah. that's his word for everybody, right. but he, because she made herself available, God used her to spark and I boldly was like, I'm going to reach out to this woman who has like thousands of like people listening to her podcast, but God's given me the confidence to email her. I'm just going to yeah. reach out and yeah. I want to be available for people if they yes. need someone to pray. And, um, if you just feel so lonely, like I know what that feels like and it's really, really hard, but I know that God will honor his word to provide community because that is something that's important to him. Mm-hmm. He created us for community and he's not going to like that is a lie from the enemy that we are to live an isolated life alone Mm -hmm. and that is such a big lie like the I am so alone we should never feel alone no and as a part of our identity in Christ being a child of God Mm -hmm. means that we have brothers and sisters yeah Mm -hmm. it's like it's like people that were adopted and then find out so many years later these siblings that they have and they have these like beautiful reunions right take some work to find those people (laughs) Right? And do the research and who are these people. And being a child of God can be the same way. You've been adopted and chosen into this family. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Take a leap of faith, dude. Yeah. Like, even if you're nervous. like Take Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and just, like, reach out in some capacity. Because a walk with Jesus is going to be a step of faith every single single decision that you make is going to be a step of faith. It's never going to feel comfortable. Yeah. There's always going to be something scary about it. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm going to pray. And if you want to pray too, let's just spend some time. Um, God, I just pray for yourself to be made known in this moment. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. I thank you, Lord, as we sit outside right now and we can listen to the raindrops trickling on our little umbrella out here in the hammock (laughs) and um, just be in your creation. What a reminder it is of who you are and how creative you are and how you created us to be creative. I thank you, God, that you created us to enjoy life and to enjoy each other and to be present 
You are so loving and so caring. You are generous. You are faithful. I thank you, God, that you are infinite. I thank you, Lord, for showing me these different parts of who you are as I've gotten to know you. And I pray, Lord, that in this moment, um, you would begin to show our friend who's listening in our conversation and praying with us, show her a part of your character. And may it start with you being her father and showing her or him that you are a heavenly father. You are not an earthly father. And that you care. You've created this person on purpose and for a purpose. And that purpose is to love you and love others and be in relationship with you and the people around. God, I, I thank you for community. I thank you for the way that you've answered that prayer in my life. And I pray for the person listening that you would provide that community abundantly, God. I thank you, God, that your word is true and I know it takes faith to believe that and it can be confusing I just pray against the spirit of confusion I bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus God where you are present there is clarity you are not a God of confusion mm -hmm. so if there's confusion if there's distraction if there's resentment or resistance we know that that is not from you mm -hmm. and so um, I just pray, Lord, that we can take those thoughts and capture them like a net mm -hmm. <laughs> and just cast them away and be able to hear from you clearly the basic truth that you love us. You've called us your sons and daughters. Yeah, that's when Neil prayed for clarity. It's a phrase that I'll always go back to is we pray against condemnation mm -hmm. and we pray for your conviction to come. Mm -hmm. And I pray that if people don't really know the difference, condemnation is shame, mm -hmm. is I'm bad, I'm a loser, I'm all, you know, all the negative things. Whereas conviction says you are mine but you do not belong to this mm -hmm. you're these are these are actions that you have made but this does not define who you are mm. and and that conviction is almost like a little kid that knows he's doing something he's taking that cookie from the cookie jar and says oh I shouldn't be doing this and puts it back mm -hmm. so I pray against that as, um, yeah, whoever is listening, that they would hear your voice and have it be louder than the voice that wants to bring condemnation and mm -hmm. shame and guilt. And we just know that when those feelings come, that it's not from you because mm -hmm. that's not who you are. And Jesus, you are 
so gentle and so kind. So mm -hmm. I pray that as uh, I continue to learn to listen to that voice, that anyone who's new to this could just take that practicality mm -hmm. of of knowing the difference between those two mm -hmm. and then just asking you, God, is this conviction or is this condemnation? Yeah, I just am reminded of the verse that you were sharing, Shell, from Proverbs of there's death and there's life and the power of the tongue and mm -hmm. we can either speak over our life death or we can speak over, sorry, we can over speak over ourselves either death or we can speak over ourselves life and condemnation is death, conviction is life. And so when we believe the lies that say, I'm terrible for doing this, like, you're so stupid, how could you do this? No one would understand. Those are all, that's speaking death. But when we know that we are truly loved by God, that truth can replace the lie. And even if we don't believe it, we can repeat those things to ourselves, mm. And that is like a practical way of moving through those thoughts of doubt or things that have been spoken over us, labels people have put on us, mm. is we cannot let our life be guided by our feelings. We need our life to be guided by truth. And speaking life in the situations that feel dead is the way that our actions are going to be more powerful than the feelings that we're experiencing and so God um, I thank you that you give us feelings I know those feelings are a way of helping us take notice of things but feelings aren't necessarily true all the time and so I, I pray for your love to just wrap your arms around us and give us that clear reminder that we are yours. Amen. Amen.